Hello, college students, and welcome to the College Solvers Podcast. My name is Luis, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to get involved in your local elections, why you should get involved in any local government position, whether it's for your city, for state, or even just for your college campus as well, and the benefits of doing so. And we're also going to be talking about different ways of overcoming introvertness. In today's episode, I actually have a guest that reflects both of these things because she actually had to overcome some of her introvertness in order to be able to run for office, and she actually just won. So joining me today is Rachel Hernandez. How are you doing? And congratulations again for uh, being elected. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm. It's finally settling in, so I'm excited, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you about it all. Yeah, and yeah, th- thank you so much for for being here. I mean, uh, as I said, right, like you, you ran for this uh, position, right, the local city council with Riverbank, California, and you know, I think it's it's really amazing that you made that decision to run for that, uh, despite you know you yourself knowing that you're an introvert and that sometimes you know it's not easy to go out and talk to a lot of people that you don't know and try to convince them to vote for you so you know i thought that that was really amazing and so with that being said you know could you tell us a little bit more about how you came about the idea of uh, running for office like how did that get started um I think in, uh, you know, you keep, you mentioned the introvert and in true introvert fashion, it took years, right? So (laughs) I, um, right after high school, I went to JC and I think like every student I was doing either like nursing or liberal studies and um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I joined this, um, a friend asked me to join this like nonpartisan political science group. And uh, I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the idea that, you know, we really had control over how government represents us and how, um, or doesn't represent us. And um, I started getting involved in that. And I I think around that time, it was, it was like like 10 years ago now, I decided like someday I'm going to convince myself that I'm going to run. And um I, I mean, I graduated last year with my master's and I was like, okay, I think, you know, now I have uh, all these big goals out of the way. I think I want to be able to do this. And um, the district that I live in here in Riverbank is up for election this year. So uh, I just, I went for it. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's awesome, right? I mean, you, you got your bachelor's and master's at, at our alma mater, Stan State, um, <laughs> really great school to, to go to, but you know, I think it's it's cool that you checked off that list and then you just decided, like, let me check off this other thing on my list as well. And, you know, it just really worked out for you, right? Because it's, like you said, it's not easy as an introvert. I was an introvert myself, too. And, you know, I, I actually ran for student government as an introvert. And I didn't do anywhere near what you did as far as trying to get people to vote for me. It was more like, let me just post a uh, uh, a poster let me just post a, a yard sign saying hey vote for me but other than that I didn't really uh, go above and beyond right like you actually had to go out and talk to people and you know I know it was probably like hundreds right of, of people that you had to talk to and so I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, how did you go about planning your campaign so once you decided I want to run for this what what happened after that what, what did you do um I so I worked on a congressional campaign in 2012. I worked for uh, Jose Hernandez, who was running for Congress, and uh, I was a field organizer, so I was more on the grassroots side of it. And uh, I was exposed to what campaigning is. And since then, uh, I've been involved in in small local elections, so I had an idea of what a campaign should consist of. And um, I really thought, I think that my forte is relationship building. So I was like, I, as much as as it's draining as it is, like, I, I love the meaningful connection with people. So I was like, I got to get out there and and really like 
prioritize talking to everybody. I, um, so I, I, you know, putting, piecing everything together, like the finance side of it, the fundraising, and I hated asking for money. Oh my gosh, that was the worst part. Um, so even to the point where people are like, I'm going to donate to you, but you really should be asking me for this <laughs> to practice with it. Um, but you know, the finance part and then the grassroots part and going to talk to everybody, just, uh, organizing myself to do that. I ended up visiting myself, uh, the entire district, which is about 2,800 registered voters. I don't know how, I don't know how many people I ended up talking to because most of the days, it was maybe like one or two people answered the door. Um, but yeah, it was, it had to have been a couple hundred at least. So um, I, I think it's just accumulation of, of, you know, my experiences before and really knowing what the basics, what a campaign would consist of and um, be able to handle it because it, my district is a little bit smaller than, than other districts in the area, but uh, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's awesome too. When you mentioned that Jose Hernandez, uh, I got the chance to meet him. Uh, it was last year at the uh, State of the City there for for Stockton, and it it was it was pretty cool. I have to say, I was a uh, starstruck there for yeah. <laughs> for a second too. I was like, oh wait, oh it's Jose Hernandez, you know. For for all those who like uh, are listening and and you know maybe don't know who he is, he's actually uh, an astronaut who actually went to space a couple years back, and you know he has a, a really inspirational story, right? You know, his parents are immigrants and he you know got to go to space and that's not <laughs> that's not something that you hear of every day and so that's that's really cool that you know you got to be in his campaign get that experience uh he's not related to you is he or is there any no. relation between you <laughs> no. i know i would i would go on events with him and they'd be like are you know we i mean hernandez is very common as uh -huh. you know for <laughs> mexican last name uh he's such a cool guy and i mean Aside from that, I think it's so inspirational that you know, he talks a lot about um, not he didn't go to space because of the first time he went to go, you know, uh, interview and go through the whole application process. I guess he was denied like at least 10 times. And that's, I think, at least a year each time that he was denied and, and he eventually went. So it's like, you know, um, it's inspirational to be able to grab from people in your life and be able to, you know, apply to yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. It's you pick up from a, a lot of things in life, and it helps you grow, right? And I'm sure you applied a lot of those things to your campaign. And you know, here you are, you know, being able to say that you know everything worked out great too. Because I, I do have to say, you won by a large margin. I thought that was really cool because, as as I saw every time you would put on your campaign, you were always doing something, and you know, it's really. Uh, the final reward, right, for all the hard work that you put into the campaign, because day in, day out, whether people answer the door or not, you were still there, you were still uh, talking to people. And, you know, I think that, that that's really great. You know, I, I can't say the same for uh, places that I've lived at myself. I don't think I've ever had someone from a city council actually come to my door. And so, you know, I think you really went above and beyond what uh, at least others, at least in the areas I've lived in, have actually... Uh, done too so i think that's uh really cool so i have to ask so when people actually answer the door how would you like approach the conversation how would that come about like and and what was the response from people um it, it depends like i i think what really resonated with people is that i wouldn't come up to them and start giving them a pitch you know i i would tell them they would, they would answer and i would let them know because i mean everything's so close around here i would be like Hey, I'm your neighbor. And like, when you introduce yourself as, as their neighbor, usually they're not like, no, get away from me. You know? <laughs> they're like, okay. And I was like, I live right here and um, I'm actually running for city council. I wanted to, you know, and then go into, depending on what they felt, what kind of vibe I was getting from them. Um, I would try and say as much as I could before they kind of lost interest. <laughs> um and I, I mean, I had a, a couple people who, who were a little less than nice, but um, generally everyone was, was nice and said, oh, you know, I'll check out more information or would ask me questions. And um, so I had good interactions overall. Yeah, that's good. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of know how that goes a little bit. I know back in high school and, and I actually, I think we were in the same class, right? Government and high school, right? You remember how they, they made us actually go to uh, door to door, right? To campaign for 
whoever we wanted to campaign for. Whether oh, I don't know if you had to do that. No, I don't remember that, but <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and so I remember going through that too and going through different, like going to places where for some odd reason, people were registered into a different party and people getting really angry at you because they were like, hey, like, are you offending me? Like, I'm not like in this party, like what? And so, yeah, I, I do know exactly those those interactions that, you know, you had to go through. But I, I think, you know, props to everyone who actually goes out and, and does that. I think people, of course, should not be disrespectful in any way because, you know, you're, you're just really out there trying to do your campaign and no one's going to be rude from any campaign, right, to, <laughs> to talk to people. So, um, yeah, I thought that was good. So I wanted to ask you, um, what do you think it's uh, important for, like, a college student to get involved in, you know, if, if they're, you know, still a college student to get involved in like their local school and their local student government, like what, what would you say that's uh, important for them? Um, I think it not only does it start putting into practice everything, you know, that we learn in the classroom and, and, the, and the opinions and the ideas that you start formulating on your own. Um, it's, it's the same as local government or, or state or federal government. And you start really trying to take control of, or taking control of how the school represents you. And depending on, you know, what you do, you have more experience than I do. And, um, you know, getting involved on campus and, uh, I think it's just important. It's important to, to make it normal for students to be involved and for, you know, um, administration to to hear what the students have to say um i think i think representation that way is super important yeah i have to say that i i give uh, most of the credit to miriam salome which you probably I, know of too yeah, as well yeah. um, she she was the one who you know at that time you know she she was running for president of uh of our campus and she's the one who because uh, i was trying to help out you know her campaign as well because i was like well look it's someone who went to my high school who is now trying to be the president of uh, my campus. And so it was me trying to be involved in her campaign that, you know, led her to tell me like, Hey, why don't you run for the school of business? And at the time, you know, still being an introvert, because at that point it was probably my second semester there. Uh, I wasn't too sure at first. I was like, Oh no, I just, I started to, you know, picture everything that someone who is an introvert, starts the picture of any political campaign, even if it's just, you know, in your campus and you start to, to think about speeches that maybe you have to give, about talking to people to vote for you, about, you know, just doing all these things, right, that involve a, a campaign. And so it took me a little bit to think about it, but then I was like, all right, I think I'll, I'll do it too. And so I launched the campaign. I, I, I did all that. I opened up a Facebook page, which people search, it's still somewhere out there. And I, I was trying to campaign more virtually, which back then I think maybe didn't help me as much because people were as, of course, connected as they are now. But, you know, like, like I said earlier, I think my biggest pitfall was probably not really doing more and actually trying to like uh, talk to business students in particular. Uh, but I do have to say, I actually lost only by about like 20 something votes. So oh, yeah. it was really close, <laughs> minimal <laughs> effort. But I think that's what made me think like I could have done a little bit more. And I probably could have actually gotten the position. But yeah, it's, but it's one of those things. It sounds like you pushed yourself still. You were saying, I mean, we mentioned beforehand that even deciding to run to do something like this to represent a group of people is a big deal. Yeah, it, it was. And I think it was one of those things that like I ran and I actually didn't really know too much about what it is really that I could actually do for my uh, uh, college or you know, college of business. And so I remember if people go back to that Facebook page, I, I would post different ideas that I was like, oh, yeah, we could change this. We could do this for the college of business. And and a lot of the things that I would put on there, I was like, I'm not too sure if I could actually change something or this might be more on the campus. And so I have to admit, I, I wasn't too familiar on what were some of the things that I could do or if maybe I was just uh, uh, voting on like, you know, things that concerned the school and I was just representing the college of business, but not so much that I could change anything yeah. um, for the That's college of business. 
that's a, a good point because like what was I was be, I would be asked different things um about city council and um I was endorsed by the local labor unions and they in their endorsement interview they asked it was the most intense one that I had to go through um it was like pages and pages of questions and um a lot of them were state and federal type discussions and but at the same time like you can be an advocate like you, you know you kind of put yourself in a position of uh credibility and you're able to be an advocate at that point too i think so even if i can't um you know vote on in in home supportive services in at the state level i could go to ca the capital and and say you know i am a city council member i am a, a college student or whatever you are at the time and and i want to advocate for this so I think that, you know, even if you could, unless it was completely outlandish, what you were promising people, like, I'm sure you could still advocate for it. And I think that's another thing that, you know, running for office adds um, to you too. Yeah, definitely. You gain that credibility and then people look at you a little different and, and whatnot. But I would also say on the flip side too. So like, of course, people going into it, you know that sometimes it's 50-50, sometimes it's even smaller depending on how many people are, are running against you but how would you say people uh, should deal with uh, the loss right because I think that's probably what scares a lot of college students and I have, I have to put myself in that situation too even when I was thinking about running or not and uh, I was thinking oh well I might lose and judging out the fact that I thought my competitor which I, I didn't really hear much of what she had to say she actually wasn't as uh, involved with her campaign either but I just had a feeling she's more outspoken than I am. I'm pretty sure. Right? I was just sure even without knowing who she was. Um, but how would you say that people should deal with that? With that, I guess, doubt in their mind that, oh, well, I might lose. So I'm not I'm not going to run. I'm not even going to like risk mm -hmm. it. Um, I mean, you go into it with your best intentions, right? Um, and, and that's how it felt like, even though I, I did, I did my best, I was out there every day towards the, the closer the election got, I was like, you know what, even if I don't win, then I know I put my best foot forward and then I'll just, it sounds cliche, but then you'll just go on to, you know, the next fork in the road. Um, and even with, you were talking about the 2012 campaign we lost that campaign and it was, Jeez, it was seven days a week, 10, 12 more hours a day working on that campaign. And then we lost. And uh, of course, it was heartbreaking. But then, you know, we tried our best. And not only that, but, you know, you start to see the effects outside of that, that, you know, you inspired young people. Like we had so many high school um, interns that joined the campaign or and we had someone who really challenged this incumbent who who was basically unchallengeable and um, with someone who is Latino and, and outside of, you know, uh, what the norm is here in the Valley. So um, obviously like just trying to take the, the blessings out of it rather than, you know, you still grieve. I think it's, it's important to grieve <laughs> because, you know, you, you lost something important to you, but um I, I have friends who, who didn't win their elections and, um, you know, it's still, I just admire them so much for, for what they did and in bigger districts than mine were. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not, not something easy. And, you know, I only ran there uh, for student government, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that you have to reflect back and, and just uh, take the good out of it too. Like in my particular case, I was like, well, I did something that I was scared of doing, of like mm -hmm. putting myself out there, even though I wasn't, again, as uh, as involved as I could have been. But still, you know, I think it takes a lot to be able to to put yourself in that situation, clearly knowing that, you know, in the event that you do get elected, you're going to be put into more situations as well. And so it, it definitely is is something uh, good to be able to say, like, well, I ran for a campaign and, and really I gained all these skills right from from doing so so yeah that's that was really good um so also um what advice i think would you have to anyone who you know is currently listening who maybe now is inspired to run after <laughs> hearing us here talk about it 
whether you know it's it's in their college campus or after they graduate in your case also and run for for their city um I think it, I mean you said you're mentioning you just ran for for you know your the college office. I think it's important. It's huge. Um, so I think that we may not realize, but it's like normal people that are you know in these positions, and it um, I think it's important they, through the campaign. I even I speak Spanish. It's not perfect, but. Um, it was amazing to be able to ha half the homes had Spanish speakers in them. And when they realized I spoke Spanish, they'd be like, okay, I'm going to get my comadre to sign for you too. Like I'll, I'll get them. Like, you know, I have all these people in my house. I can vote for you. And I think um, being able to be representative and have bring like a more diverse, a younger crowd, more women to, to office and any situations always going to be hard, but I think it's important to, to, um, be representative so it's gonna especially again for like introverted people like we're gonna make sacrifices but um i think it's important to to get people who i mean as introverts again um i think it shows that how we have these other strengths of like usually like empathy or like um being able to listen and, and process in different ways and um all of those things i think that make you different are needed to run for office so um, just get prepared and get a team together if you can or reach out. I mean, I'm free and I'm sure you're available for people to talk to, to connect with. So I think it's, yeah, it's a lot easier than we think. Yeah, it, it definitely looks looks complicated from the outside. But, you know, yeah, I'm sure like once you start with the idea of that too, right, and you go through the whole process, then th there's always someone who will be more than willing right to help you out in, in any way to to get the campaign started and uh, all the way to to election day yeah. uh, so you know as you spoke about introvertness and that's like the other side of the topic for this episode uh you know it's it's really a topic like i said before that you know as people here right it really uh reflects both of us right like we we've been uh introverts before and you know, I, I could think back to the high school days. I, I don't think we ever even spoke to each other because no. we were really quiet. Um, <laughs> I think you were friends with one of my friends, though, too. So uh, I, I know we, I did see you before. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that when you're growing up uh, as an introvert and going through high school and even, you know, going through college, too, uh, you tend to think, like, this is always going to be me, right? Like, I'm never going to change or, like, you find it kind of hard right like you're probably like secluded like you don't feel like you can really open up uh as much and so what are some of the ways that like have helped you overcome introvertness especially now as you were preparing to run for office and like what what are some of the like things that you would say helped you out um again it's been it's a work in progress still like um, and it took real purposeful, real mindful work to, um, I mean, I still would consider myself introverted, but I'm able to um, use it as a positive, right? <laughs> uh, and um, being able to, do, I guess, address insecurities, address um, the those overthinking thoughts and um, be able to use the strong suits, like I mentioned, like empathy and being able to listen. And I'm definitely someone who processes things. Like I can't make a decision uh, usually like right then and there. I'm like, okay, give me, I think I asked you before, I was like, hey, do you have a list of questions I can have <laughs> maybe to think about? But um, I think those are, those are the strong suits and really being confident in those parts of uh, being introverted helped a lot. And um realizing that it's needed i think especially in local government or in government in general is um being able to listen i think is is needed and i i mentioned that to people when i would talk to them um that i basically want to just be a channel i want i don't want to be you know the face of anything like i want to be a channel between residents or businesses um and uh city government so um yeah, I, I really, I really lean on the strengths of it all. Yeah, no, you, you sound like, you, you know, you're doing a good job overcoming introvertness, or at least, you know, like, getting uh, 
much uh, better with that too. And and I think it's it's good. It's good when you're able to say that, like, okay, well, I might still be a little introvert, but I'm definitely not as introvert as I was like five years ago, right? Or <laughs> 10 years ago or when you started college, right? Because, you know, it's it's like I said, it's definitely a challenge, I think, for a lot of people out there. Some people maybe don't want to really address it as much. And, and you know, it's, of course, if that's what you want to do, then, you know, go, go for it too. But I think personally, like just looking back at like my time on college when I transferred to Stand, right? And I really uh, started to get more involved on campus, started to get to know more people and uh, push myself to do workshops on like leadership, on on other things like that. Eventually, I hosted some workshops on campus too. And I think a collective of all those things, and then especially also when you start your career, really help you uh, in getting more practice with overcoming that and with uh, making sure that like you change, right? So that you can gain new skills, right? So you can be more open to uh, getting better uh, communicating with people and all that. And so I think it's it's good. I, I know for a fact that a lot of the jobs that I've gotten it's been in part, you know, because of me not being a shy and being able to express myself a little bit better in interviews. Whereas if I think back to like the first job I got, <laughs> eh, that interview wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't so good. Uh, and I felt like, <laughs> felt like it, it was, uh, it, it wasn't uh, as good. And uh, I don't even remember it all that well, but I know it was, it was kind of awkward. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of talking that. going on. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think back to, to the high school days, too, and I, I know this is maybe something that I don't know if you went through this, too, or, you know, I, other probably introverts have gone through this, but I know one of my biggest fears was always, like, not wanting to be around crowds, but one of the things that I would always think is, like, oh, people are judging me, right? People are saying this. People are, you know, you, you get caught up in, in thinking that others are saying something about you or thinking something about you or judging you silently or whatnot and that gets to you and as an introvert that's why I didn't really want to be around people because I felt that was going on that I was like yeah I'll keep my group smaller and away from the quad which you might remember was like (laughs) packed always and (laughs) I was like yep I'm not I'm not even going to be anywhere around here because I and if I had to pass through there I would just kind of walk real quick just uh, run away from the situation there but in hindsight, you know, you think back and you're like, well, if I could go back to high school, I would definitely be a different person. And really, I think when we look back, not to have any regrets, of course, too, but for anyone listening, if, you know, you want to make the change, make it as soon as you can, because like I said, it's going to open more doors to you and you're going to have more opportunities that, again, you probably wouldn't have had before, right? Yeah, I think I think it just, you know, you don't want to force yourself into something that you're not, but I think like leaning into your strengths and leaning into, you know, what you're comfortable with is huge. And I think that alone shows the confidence, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm introverted, but that means that I listen well and, you know, and that's what you want in somebody who is going to work for you or is going to, you know, represent you in office. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely listening is, is a good skill. And even just in general, right, as you're taking classes, like <laughs> you want to make sure that you're paying attention and now even more so than ever before, right, with everyone having classes on Zoom and making sure they don't like space out as like the lecture is, is going on too is uh, really critical. I can't imagine this whole new norm. Yeah, but I, as an introvert, I think this whole new norm kind of plays to people's advantage, right? And and being there, <laughs> right? And being able to not have to be as as a outspoken, or maybe you're not going to be talking to a lot of people, or you know the way I see it. And anyone who's an introvert listening, who thinks otherwise, go ahead and tell me, or you could also tell me. Um, if you are in a Zoom class, I feel like maybe as an introvert, you're more open to actually talking during class because you don't actually have to be looking at your other classmates for all you know you could have the zoom meeting (laughs) like (laughs) window like minimized and you could just be talking as Mm -hmm. like the professor says something right do you think that that is the case or maybe (laughs) i'm just thinking no i feel like i'd be i'd be more open i mean even right now and like having this conversation i feel like maybe i'm a little bit more comfortable because we're (laughs) 
you know, I'm talking to a screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, you know, the, I think that there is good to this, this time, you know, that we're going through and that might be good for anyone who's an introvert right now is that you, you got that ability to have that, to be able to communicate. I don't know if that's going to translate like later on, if you like in, in an in-person class, if maybe that's going to uh, help build your confidence, but that's one way, right? That people can actually use it to their advantage to build their confidence. And so when it comes to actually being in class or uh, being at your job, then you might be more open to actually talking to people. <laughs> I know. So right now's the time to practice. I, I mean, even through the campaign, I was actually in a, a group with, it was over a hundred people in the Zoom and uh, they wanted me to speak after a couple pretty like prominent candidates and elected officials and for me to represent like kind of the local level level and I was like oh my gosh and uh, I, I mean I felt great I felt great about it and um, you know that there definitely would have been more nerves if it was in a group in a room full of you know a hundred plus people <laughs> oh yeah I, I can I can imagine yeah stepping up to a podium right and <laughs> then yeah. talking all that that yeah that could be uh, like something else too but you know i think it's it's good that you're able to get that opportunity and to talk to to a lot of people get your message across to them and ultimately now as as a city council you're going to have more of those opportunities right well i guess you know whenever we go back to to everyone being in, in the norm and so i think it's it's going to help you out a lot right and being able to communicate with others as a group and you know hopefully but, or you might have maybe those days when you might actually have like a fully crowded room, especially if it's something really concerning to everyone in, in the community. And so, you know, I, I think it's it's good to to have that right in those situations, especially. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, no, you you've actually <laughs> you've been doing pretty good right now. I was just gonna say too, like, well, I know you're an introvert, but the conversation we're having right now, like, I think you're <laughs> actually really uh, doing really. You're such good. <laughs> yeah oh yeah there is that too yeah i imagine everyone is my best friend and then i'm like more comfortable with them that's a good way yeah it's better to imagine that than imagine what other people say oh imagine and people yeah know what... like everyone in their underwear and yeah. naked i'm like no <laughs> then it'd be uh, weird i'd be more uncomfortable <laughs> I, I don't know who thought that I, I every time i hear that i'm like wait that's gonna make you feel more awkward if you imagine that <laughs> But yeah, I know, or I'd be laughing or something weird. <laughs> and, and you know, another strategy that I would use, like when when talking to people, as you know, we're talking about that. Uh, and, and you know, I'm thinking back to my days in college, of course, when I was a little more quiet and doing presentations was like, you know, an introvert's worst nightmare. <laughs> when you found that out, right in your in your uh, class, uh, one thing I would do is I would actually uh, stare at like the clock. If there was like a clock right in the middle, a lot of classes fortunately had a clock mm -hmm. that was somewhere in the middle. Um, and, and so that, that's one of the things that I would do. And then another thing was not really looking at one person, but actually like turning, like looking around right in the class and focusing on if there's an object behind, if it's someone's backpack or somewhere. <laughs> and so that way you're not looking at people because that is, I think, what ultimately makes you more nervous when you're speaking to others is that, right, is that you're looking at people and they're sometimes making faces or they're falling asleep. And then that even makes you feel like <laughs> what you're saying. I know. Is there's, yeah. There's been a couple of times where I will just stare at the one person I know. And I'm like, okay, this is awkward. And you don't realize it until like, I'm almost done. I'm like, oh God, I have to like look somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that helps too. Yeah. If you're in that situation where you could just look at one person, you know, right. It's like, you're talking to them, but uh, yeah, I guess if, if you're in a, in like a communications class, right, where you have to do presentations and the professor is grading you at like, oh, are you looking at one person or are you actually like looking around? I remember that's one of the things uh, my uh, professor would grade us on, right? He'd be like, well, I didn't really see you looking around much. We were just looking at one side of the class and not really <laughs> looking no, around. No. And uh, yeah, it was... Yeah. I did not major in communications. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like when I looked at, at the transfer requirements, the transfer, uh, that section of the communication classes that you have to take one of those, I was dreading taking oh, that I class. Know. And I, uh, I don't know if you felt the same way too, that you wanted to take it at the end, but <laughs> that was my thought. 
thought. No, you know what? I did it at the beginning because I was like, I need this out of the way. Like I, uh, it was like public speaking <laughs> over at the junior college. And I was like, I'm going to do that first and get it done with because <laughs> I cannot do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I ended up taking, uh, uh, I forgot the name of the class right now too, but it was more like a, a or it was supposed to be more like a group presentation kind of a thing which i think it, it was only one it was like the final presentation that was a group one uh the other ones were still like just a one person thing but you, you know i think after i took that class like i was still an introvert i don't think it really changed me much actually <laughs> I, I have to admit that as much as you do get practice in those communication classes i mean people should still take them seriously of course but uh personally i didn't feel like they helped but like too much at really to, I mean people might may have been the professor maybe could have been different he was a great person I'm not saying he was bad um, but you know I think it's one of those things where you're kind of forced to be in that situation and I don't know what you think but I think it, it kind of makes you feel like like you can't change if, if someone's forcing you to change or forcing you to like gain these skills and it's not something that you actively wanted to do then sometimes you don't really achieve that change right yeah, I I mean, I think I always err on that side that, yeah, you can't force anyone to change. I mean, hopefully, I, I don't, I took one public speaking class um, when I was totally unprepared for it. So I can't, I mean, I think it helped me. Uh, I think it helped me like, be more clear in what I wanted to say. But I don't know if it helped me get over the fear of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that, that fear, of course, I think is could be there. I haven't, I'm not going to say that I've spoken to like a hundred people. Maybe I, I would get a little shy after like <laughs> you see a hundred people and you're like, Oh, whoa. Uh, but, but I yeah. think a lot of the times it's that audience cue, like I was saying earlier too, right? Like if you, if you're actually looking at people or if you actually like kind of overcome that step and you're like, okay, I'm actually going to look at people around because I actually have to look uh, around and, and you notice people maybe looking at their phone or they're like, falling asleep or they're kind of like looking somewhere else they don't want to look at you <laughs> then yeah. I, I think that that must be like uh something else right uh, doing an, uh, a presentation and going through those situations but yeah which i'm sure a lot of people probably go through those situations especially uh anyone listening who uh goes to like one of those bigger schools that has classes that have like a hundred people <laughs> and they have to do a presentation for a hundred i mean talk about practice right <laughs> yeah that's tough but fortunately we weren't in that situation i think i only presented to like 15 or 20 people you know and you were probably similar yeah. too right i don't think our our jc classes were were too big for no. <laughs> yeah but, we didn't get uh, that. <laughs> yeah fortunately that's why you start at a jc everyone <laughs> uh, it's, you get much smaller class sizes uh, for the most part so uh, last thing I, I wanted to ask you before uh, we close out, uh, what are uh, some of your goals, uh, uh, you know, looking to the future, you know, you just got elected to city council, like, do you have any like aspirations of like moving along in like the like government uh, ladder, if you know, if you want to call it that, or like, are you going to mainly use this, you think more for like career development? Um. I am not sure. I, uh, I, I mean, like we mentioned, this was, this was a big deal to, <laughs> to, you know, for me to put myself out of my comfort zone. But um, I guess my passion for being representative of, you know, our community and which, I mean, for example, here is, um, I think almost 60% Latino in, in uh, my district and I think even in Riverbank as a whole. And, um, and it's a pretty young city too. Uh, I think the median age is like 33, I saw somewhere. Um, so, and on top of that, you know, wanting to be proactive and wanting to be progressive in the city. And, and just like my passion about uh, the underserved community and um, being at a point where Riverbank kind of it can be proactive in addressing those like homelessness or um, different uh, crises like that. 
uh, that overcame all of it overcame my introvertedness because I, you know, I, I felt like I've been preparing myself to be a good steward, to be a good public servant. And so, um, I wanted to run. And though I, now that I'm here, it's a four year term. Um, uh, so I am ready to get a little comfortable here and, um, I don't know what that's going to be, what it's going to look like after. Um, I always want to make room for, you know, young people to run and different people to run. And, um, and if I think, if I feel like there's a calling for a different role, I would love to explore it. But um, right now I'm like, you know, I'm going to just buckle in and, and serve here these next four years and see what that looks like. I'm pretty excited about it um, and how it kind of meshes because I work in nonprofit um, during the day and how it all meshes together and um, how I can serve that way. So I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's that's awesome, too. And I know definitely I mean, it's it's your first time running and and so you want to get a feel right for how how things are and and all that and and i think it's it's really uh cool that you decided to run there locally in riverbank because uh you know it is a really it's a growing town i mean they're doing so much around uh the town i think it's it's a much different experience to to run for like a smaller town versus running like a for a bigger town or like for a city because like more people get to know you right like you get to connect with the community like your actions affect more people maybe in the area as well. And so, you know, I think it's, it's definitely really cool that, you know, you decided to do that. And, and like I said, like you overcame your introvertness for a little bit there, you know, to like go above and beyond, do all that, do the campaigning. And, you know, you did have some of that experience um, with uh, Jose as well, but I think for it being your first campaign, you actually did a lot more than what, others have done and I hope other people who are deciding to run actually like look at your campaign and kind of use that as an inspiration as well because you know you you really did a lot and and you were really involved in the digital space which is really important if you're going to be running right for any campaign is that you reach out to people there you're actively uh involved uh, with that too and and so I think it's it's good that you decided to do that. And I'm even inspired myself to like actually uh, run for some like uh, office at one point might be city council here for Modesto too. And uh, I think it would be really interesting whether I win or not. I think just the whole experience in itself is really uh, something rewarding, right. To be able to to speak to other people and to uh, know that you can actually change the community that you live in because that's really what affects you the most sometimes more than like anything that's like federal or anything beyond that right because they're uh, something too or not yeah i mean and even besides city council there's um every city has committees where um i was a few couple years back i was part of um modesto's or i was part of Modesto's, what was it, uh, community, Citizens Development and Community Housing Committee, but it helped advise the city council on how to spend money. Um, and it was, sometimes there were huge grants, like hundreds of thousands of dollars on how to advise the city council to spend the money on development in the city and things like that. So there's there's different things at every level to to get involved in, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, well, I, I didn't know about that. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot that I had to learn myself too. I know for everyone else. Right. And, and, you know, I think it's, it's good that you still decided to run, right. Not, not knowing maybe other things as well, but you still uh, ran and now you're going to learn a lot more. And again, I hope people really get inspired by hearing you and hearing that like as an introvert, you ran, you won. And so it is definitely possible to, to be there right and to to make it uh to your local city council and and from there on if you want to make a career out of it then you know i think uh, the future is bright and and all that and and i think it's you you do have a lot of uh promising future ahead of you too so hopefully hopefully you decide to do that i think it, it would be really cool too and and i think you could continue making a difference right uh, uh, beyond that too and that's really what we need more right <laughs> in government we need more people that actually uh, care about people and who want to make a difference for 
their community uh, and just everywhere really not just their community and if you're higher up yeah i mean this podcast is an amazing way to stay connected with everybody um and like I mean, you mentioned that i tried to do to get to every channel i could like how are people how can people communicate with me like i put my phone number on the flyers i put my email a website i had developed all my social media um I was like, if people want to, even my PO box was like, if you want to mail me a letter, you can, and you, that's the only way you can contact me, do that. And um, so, yeah, I think if, you know, we stay connected and, and people stay connected with us and there's so many projects and so much work to do. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think it's cool that you, you gave everyone an option to communicate with you, whether it's someone who is really like techie or someone who might not be as like, big in the tech space and they're like yeah, I'd much rather write you a letter and so I, I think it's it's good right you were looking out for everyone in the community and uh, you know that's it's sometimes it seems like it's basic right that like you would think well just make sure you actually think about each person that might vote for you but sometimes people don't actually do all those things and so sometimes it's the simple things that are actually the biggest difference makers too and, and like I said I'm glad it, it all really worked out for you so Thank you. Cool. Well, uh, again, I wanted to thank you here for being on the College Solvers here today. I think, like I said, your story is really inspirational. And, you know, I know it'll help uh, anyone out there who's listening and who is also an introvert to hear that, like, us being introverts or me being an introvert at 1.2, like, we can actually do more and we can actually, like, overcome some of that. And it can really uh, do wonders for us. So thank you for, for sharing your story here. No, it was, it was fun talking. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I'll look forward to having you back on uh, maybe a year, two years from now. So you could tell us what your progress yeah. is and how uh, things are going. And maybe if you decided to, I don't know, maybe run for like another position, maybe for the house, who knows, maybe. <laughs> that might be. <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, we look forward to having you back on uh, sometime in the future. Yeah, we'll we'll keep manifesting all of that. <laughs> we'll talk soon about it. It'll be good news. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, take care and uh, stay safe uh, during these these times. So once again, uh, thank you to Rachel for uh, being on the College Shoppers here today. I mean, in summary, uh, listeners, it's important to get involved in your local government. Again, if you're on campus and you're trying to think about possibly running for your student government, or if maybe the thought hasn't come to mind, go for it. Trust me again, whether you win or not, you're going to gain a lot from just doing the campaign. And ultimately, these are skills that you gain that are going to help you out in your career as well. And if you do get the position, then you can make a difference in your college campus as well. And again, if you're a student that is about to graduate or if you already graduated, look into getting involved in your local government because, you know, the you could change a lot in your local community. And it's something that can definitely help you out a lot in your career as well, because you are, would gain a lot of valuable skills, as we heard from uh, Rachel today and, and being able to just overcome introvertness there as well, that definitely helped out a lot and in the topic of introvertness again if you are listening and you do feel like you're more of an introvert hopefully we inspired you here Uh, I mean you all know that I've mentioned before I record other podcasts and it's never easy to think right as an introvert that you would actually be talking to others even on a podcast too I mean I have to admit when I first thought about the idea of doing a podcast it was about a year ago, I was kind of thinking like, well, you know, like I'm not so much of an introvert anymore, but I don't know how I'll feel about talking to others and then hearing myself. And the first couple of times I was editing a podcast episode, I I was a little conscious of hearing me, but now I've gotten used to hearing my voice. And trust me, that in itself is actually something really valuable. And you being able to hear yourself uh, works out uh, good if you do a podcast, then as we like to say here on the College Solvers, we mention uh, doing a podcast uh, during most of our episodes. So there you go. Go do do a podcast because it could definitely help you 
overcome some of your introvertness. Of course, as we heard from Rachel, you don't always maybe overcome completely your introvertness. In fact, as much as I like to consider myself uh, more of an extrovert now than definitely than I was, you know, any time in the last couple of years, I do have a moment here and there where I might still uh, have some uh, introvertness. So, you know, I'm not saying it'll go completely away, but trust me, if you work towards getting better, towards getting more uh, and being more of a balanced person where you can say, well, I'm introvert in certain occasions, but in other occasions, I can be an extrovert, then that's good because you're able to utilize uh, either personality trait in different times. And so definitely, definitely, hopefully again. So definitely try to work towards uh, overcoming parts of it too, because as you saw, there's a lot of reward with that. With Rachel's case, it helped her actually uh, be elected for city council in Riverbank. And in my case, it helped me really with my career, with starting these podcasts that I've started as well. And I feel really good because ultimately anything that you do is helping you out. Me doing podcasts is helping me be able to increase my skills in communicating as well. I mean, I'm still not as great of a communicator as I would like to be. But guess what? When you hear yourself speak, when you hear yourself speak to others, especially if you're actually listening to yourself, as is my case when I'm editing podcasts, then you pick up on some things that you might say a little too often that you might be saying when you're not being recorded to. And so definitely helps you out in, in figuring out those things as well. As is always the case in each episode, I wanted to remind everyone, if you'd like to follow us on social media, please, we invite you to follow us on Facebook. We actually have a Facebook page if you search for the College Solvers Podcast. And we actually now have a Facebook group on there called College Student Support Group. So if you haven't joined it yet, if you're a college student, if you are someone who already graduated and is already working in their career field, highly invite you to check it out. Just go on Facebook, search for College Student Support Group. Or you can also go on facebook.com slash groups slash college solvers. The group is right there. So please invite you to join if you're a college student. And if you have any questions, please feel free to ask them. If you are someone who already graduated, maybe already also working in their career field, please feel free to answer anyone's questions that they may have on there. If you have anything to share personally about your own career, please uh, use that group to Share it and uh, inspire others who maybe might be trying to decide what career to go with, or maybe they're going for that same career and they can get some insights there as well. So please um, feel free to request to join that group. Also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at College Solvers. So please give us a follow on both platforms there as well. And as we always say as well, if you have any questions and if you don't want to leave them in the group, you can also send us a message on any of our social media pages and we'll respond to you. If you want that question addressed on a future podcast, maybe even possibly doing a whole podcast episode on that, please let us know. If it's something that I don't know or that Houston doesn't know, we'll go out and find a guest that knows more about it so they can tell us more about the particular topic and so you can learn more about what they have to say as well. So please let us know. So with that being said, thank you for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, everyone, and have a great day.